Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Every story of nuclear revenge is crazy, just like this first one from LipG2098. My dad's side of the family doesn't play around. For a little bit of background, this is a story that's been confirmed as absolutely 100% true and has always been shared in whispers whenever I was lucky enough to hear it. I live in a predominantly Mexican family and my dad's side is the Mexican side. Our cast for this nuclear feature, Jorge is cousin slash server, Arabella is cousin sister, M is mobsters, Jack, Jack is the D-bag lady hitter, it begins in the 1950s Midwest in a larger city. Jorge was working for a decently classy restaurant that the mob used to frequent due to its supposedly stellar food. Now this was back in the day when the mobs used to run the cities with their protections and whatnot, so seeing suited up Tonys in the street wasn't the most abnormal thing. Every time the mob came in to eat, Jorge had them at a table in no time. They were waited on hand and foot and nothing less. Jorge made sure they were fully supported throughout the meal and entertained with conversation. Now, somewhere along these lines, the mobsters noticed how much Jorge was busting his balls and gave him a favor card with a number on it. They said if anything goes down and he needs help, he is to call the number on the card and tell them what's going on, and that the situation will get taken care of. In the meanwhile, Arabella had started dating Jack H, and everything was lovey-dovey at first. Short time later, Jorge started noticing Arabella getting more and more distant emotionally, and always coming with new bruises and marks and silly excuses for them. Jorge then starts questioning Arabella about what the situation is, and eventually Arabella breaks down and reveals Jack H is the one laying his hands on her so much. Jorge didn't like this. Jorge didn't like this at all. So when he was alright and riled up, All he had to do was make one phone call. He told them everything he knew. According to Jorge, Jack H was picked up in a van somewhere off the street, beaten halfway to death, and then left on the side of a highway a ways away from town. TLDR, don't mess with the sister of a guy who's trusted by the mob to serve them food. I mean, you just gotta tell me 1950s Midwest in a larger city, and I already believe you. If you were serving these guys and they gave you a card like that, would you ever actually consider using it? Or would that be the kind of thing you tuck away and just try to forget about? Let me know in the comments down below. By the way, if you enjoy these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Anonymous Survivor. Five years later, the nuclear revenge on an abusive predator is so so sweet. Backstory, trigger warning. I was adopted as a child from South Korea into an American family, and was abused in many, many ways. I won't go into exact details here, but my background led me into the relationship this story is about. I didn't learn what a good and loving relationship should be like, and wasn't able to recognize being groomed as a late teen by a much older man. Enter jerk slash predator psychotic narcissist, 
AP for short, not one of the family but came along after I left the abusive home. These happenings took place over the course of the following 15 years after I left the abusive home. He was 32 and I was not quite 19 yet, I'm now 38. I ended up being whisked away from the only real family I knew, sis, mom and dad, no blood relation but I was their unofficially adopted daughter, to California. From the beginning, I noticed some things were off when I was being groomed but didn't know how to recognize the signs of grooming. Two years into the relationship, the abuse really started in earnest. Over the course of our travels and problems, I noticed that he would talk incessantly online with other women. He even made it a point to tell me about one that turned him on at a job site. He worked telecom construction jobs. I also caught him online with a 16-year-old. He told me amidst severe paleness and sweating, stammering and fear. At this point, it was like having to take care of an adult-aged baby who had to have things his way all the time. I enjoyed when he left for weeks on end, sometimes months for work. It meant that I didn't have to deal with his butt all the time. Just to clarify why I say it's like taking care of an adult-aged baby, he would literally poop himself and drip it all over the floor on his way to the bathroom and then make me clean it up. This happened all the time. That's just one example. He would throw the Christmas tree more often than not during some argument or another during the holidays. So I started not putting one out. Throwing things, breaking furniture and punching holes in walls, non-consent, those sorts of things. About eight years into the relationship, AP ended up getting an inheritance from an uncle who passed away in his family. And so started the, if you ever take my money and leave, I'll find you and kill or shoot you threats. He was big into guns and had many. Mind you, this is a man who is a severely paranoid psychopath, which I eventually learned that he was a paranoid schizophrenic via his ex-wife I found on Facebook. It was then that I really, really tried to find a way out. It was difficult because he kept moving me around the US to different places in several states. So the last place he forced me to move to was Missouri. Enter the 3,000 square foot home that he made me co-sign for. I hated it. I had to keep it spotless, which also meant running after AP constantly, picking up around him and cleaning. I was also working part-time and doing college full-time. The problems got worse at this point, as this is about the time I found him online with the 16-year-old minor. This is when it really dawned on me that he was grooming someone else. He would also force me to talk to his then-current girlfriend whenever she called at the time too. All this was adding up. And since we were finally in a big city, I knew I could find a way to leave since there were resources out there. AP decided he was going to go on a trip with a friend out of state. So that's when I planned to leave. I planned ahead, let the shelter know the situation, when to expect me, and if I didn't show, to call the police after 24 to 48 hours of no show. I hid copies of my social security card and birth certificate too. AP figured out something was up and ended up not going. I was a day late in getting to the shelter, but I made it. It was a violent fight that night and I ended up leaving injured with nothing but the clothes on me, my hat, jacket, and some cigarettes. Oh, and my hidden identification copies. The Nuclear Revenge Part 1 Once I got to the shelter, I used one day to decompress. Then the revenge plan started. All the utilities, including the cell service, was in my name. Yep, I called and cancelled them all. 
The utility companies are required to give a 7-day disconnect notice to the occupant to allow them time to get the utilities in their name. So I knew AP would have problems with this because AP had crap credit and hence the reason why everything was in my name. The cell service was immediate, however, which meant AP no longer had a phone to use for work. The cable company? I also put a password on the pay-per-view so we couldn't rack it up with adult entertainment. I did call my bank and let them know, but was unaware at the time that he could still cash a check. Which he did do and forged my name, more on that later. So after I got everything cancelled, I knew it was time to find a place and start over and finish getting my revenge and my life back. Luckily, I had a friend, later husband, we'll call him H, in Ohio who offered me a place to stay. I used my last paycheck to grab a bus ticket and hightailed it out of there. Part 2. Once I arrived in Ohio and settled in, I started taking stock of my options. H is a retired law enforcement slash military slash doctor slash martial arts practitioner So much there that he's done, but it comes in handy later too in more ways than one. He helped me to figure out my options, letting me know our local laws and helping me in finding the right type of attorney to help me. He also helped me in documenting everything that AP decided to do once he figured out where I had gone. And AP did try. AP even sent someone to our home to threaten to kill us. AP tirelessly stalked, sent threatening emails, etc., Part 3. With documentation in hand and a 15-page typed statement, I called up a local Missouri attorney. We'll call him A1, who ended up being amazing, and he helped me take care of all the filings I needed to do. AP and I were together barely shy of 10 years, and Missouri is a common law state. I had to go through a legal separation to sever everything we had in Missouri. A1 ended up getting me an excellent judgment against him, as well as a warrant for his arrest for that county. The documentation of his erratic, threatening behaviors still continued. Part 4. AP was so scared that he ran away. He ran back to California and ended up getting married. Enter my attorneys A2, A3, and AP's two attorneys. A2 on my end ended up a flop, so I hired A3. AP's first attorney I had taken off the case since he had represented both of us during the house purchase. He really thought I was stupid to allow that to go under the radar. Due to the judgment amount, I ended up hiring an attorney who dealt with the judgments 40000 and above, normally for businesses. My judgment wasn't much below that amount, so he took my case. The amount was also coincidentally very close to the amount he still had left from his inheritance. I asked A1 to ask for that amount since it was all he had left of his inheritance. He filed a sister state judgment so that the interest and judgment were moved to California for me. A3 got AP's second attorney to drop him since they were colleagues at one point. AP no longer had any legal representation and tried to represent himself from this point on. And boy did AP make a fool of himself trying to represent himself. Part 5. Enter my private investigator, later on turned friend, that A1 recommended, PI for short. He enjoyed that chase because of the situation behind it. PI hates abusers like him. PI found him in California, and we ended up finding all of AP's personal address information, etc., because he was arrested for domestic violence on his pregnant wife. We were able to serve him during his court hearing on his wife's case via a bailiff. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall. 
Remember above, I said that I'd found out that AP had forged my signature and cashed a check on my bank account? Yeah, I also had all the proof from that and had him out and out on check fraud and forgery as an ace in the hole if I ever needed it, which A3 was also provided as well. The last act, with all the proof in my hand, AP also knew I had him on check fraud and forgery should the need arise. The judgments and the warrants, a second warrant was about to be issued in California on him as well from me and A3, he finally offered to settle. In the end, I still got the same amount of my judgment plus court costs. He never realized that that was what I was aiming for. He always said if I ever took his money and left him, he would find me and kill or shoot me. I still got his money, and he never did do that. It took five years, but darn if I wasn't going to fight tooth and nail to nail this jerk for what he put me through. It was amazing being able to nail him with some sweet nuclear revenge for 10 years of grief. Between myself, H, and A3, he was so scared that he wouldn't even go into A3's office to hand over the payment for the settlement. He made someone else do it. H and I took his money, renovated our home, bought H a pickup truck, me a replacement Honda Pilot since AP stole mine before, some other miscellaneous things that AP would have hated, and finally got my Korean Sky Dragon tattoo sleeve done. The Sky Dragon was something that he always wanted done for him, but was too chicken poop to handle the pain. We made great use of that money. For a 6 foot, blonde haired, 400 pound man, he became obsessed with food during the course of our relationship and added 200 pounds. He ended up being a whimpering, terrified crybaby. Not bad for an abuse survivor who put up with 10 years of abuse. Oh, and H and I have been together now for 9 years, married for 6 and a half of them. All I can say is putting up with that for 10 years, OP deserved everything they got and probably more and the guy got off easy being able to settle. And our final story of the day is by SLG407, bully me for 5 years, enjoy being blind. So when I was in the first grade, some guy moved into my school, I'll call him P. P was a tall thin guy, he liked to bully me verbally and would sometimes hit me. This revenge starts in the 5th grade. I've always had anger issues, so when I got angry, it was extreme. And sometimes it would take up to five teachers to hold me down. So after P did a particularly tick move on me, I snapped. But this time, it was different. I let the rage build up inside me, and when class ended, I waited for him to bully me a little bit more. After a while, he shoved me to the ground. I got up and looked at him with the most rage I've ever had, and I punched his face but I missed and hit his eye so hard his retina detached. He then proceeded to fall to the ground crying and I got suspended for a week, but didn't get in too much trouble because the school considered it self-defense. His retina got damaged when the surgeon tried to reattach it. He's now blind in one eye. Well, I'm not gonna say that this kid necessarily deserved to go and lose eyesight in one eye, But if that sure as heck isn't one learning lesson about being a bully, I don't know what would get through to them. I think the only thing I'd want to know from OP is if they continue to bully-like behavior or if they seem to clean up or stop messing with OP. I mean, all I know is if I was that kid and I lost my one eye, I'd probably stop messing with OP. I'd avoid them like the plague. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. 
Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.